Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for what you've already done in our midst, Father, today. And we are so blessed, Father, to be your people, to be called by your name, to be in your family, to be in your kingdom, to be your ambassadors, to be your representatives. Father, we thank you that we're so blessed to be called the sons and daughters of the living God. And that is who we are. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for your word right now. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit making this word come alive in every heart and every life. Thank you for giving us understanding. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're still on our, our theme of healing. Praise God. And uh, if, you're, if you're reading through health food, you know, Brother Hagin was talking about, I think today even, was talking about uh, sowing the seed of the word concerning healing and then watering that seed. And that's what we had. That was our theme. The first uh, message in this series, we talked about reaping a harvest of healing. And that comes from sowing the seeds of God's word concerning healing and then allowing those seeds to be watered. And so that's what we've been doing over these last several weeks is sowing the seed and watering that seed so that we can all reap a harvest of healing. God wants us well. And um, this scripture we're going to start with today, Luke chapter 4 and verse 40, to me is just such a powerful statement regarding the will of God concerning healing. I want, I want us to, to look at this together as I read it. Luke 4 and verse 40, it says, When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, to Jesus. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Amen. I mean, there's, three, there's three, three phrases in there that are just so powerful. He says, all those who had any that were sick, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. So all, any, and every one. Praise God. Doesn't that resonate with you? Doesn't that resound with the will of God, uh, expressing the will of God, that it's God's will to heal any, all, and everyone? Amen. Amen. Praise God. And we see this revelation of the will of God concerning healing, not here in, just in this verse, but throughout the ministry of Jesus as we read through the four Gospels. And we're going to look at just a few of those examples this morning. In Matthew chapter 4, in verse 23 and 24, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. In other words, Jesus didn't run up against any sickness, any disease, that he said, oh, well, you know, it works except on this. Oh, well, it's good except for this. Oh, well, God can heal anything, but not this. No, he healed all kinds. Everybody say all kinds. All kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought to him all sick people. How many? All of them. All sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. Them who? All the sick people. All the sick people. So here we see all kinds of... Jesus healed all kinds of sickness. He healed all kinds of disease. He healed all sick people. Praise God. In Matthew chapter 8, 
In verse 1, it says, When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. You know, that's where, that's where a lot of people get stuck right there. That Well, yeah, I know, I know that God can, but I'm just not sure if he's willing. All right. And then you might even take a step further and say, yeah, I know that God can, and I know healing is his will. But now when it comes to me, I don't know. I don't know if he would do it for me. I mean, you don't know, you don't know what I've done, Pastor. You don't know how I failed. You don't know, you know, I don't know if he'd do it for me. You know, the devil, the, the devil bombards us about that. Yeah, oh yeah, God healed other people, but, but not you, not you. No, he said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. All right. This guy made it, we have to make healing personal. Just like we have to make salvation personal. Yes, Jesus died for the sins of the whole world, but you have to make that personal in your life. Yes, he died for me. Yes, he's my Lord. Yes, he's my Savior. And in the same way, we have to say, yes, he took my infirmities. He bore my sicknesses. He's my healer. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So he said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, what? I am willing. I am willing. Be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. So Jesus answered this leper emphatically with his word and in a demonstration. He reached out his hand and touched. So that's something you did not do is touch a leper. Leprosy was a, was a uh, extremely contagious and horrible disease. And they separated people out and put them into what they call leper colonies. I guess that's still around today in, in places of the world. And, uh, but Jesus touched him. Jesus said, you know, what I got in me is, is bigger and greater than what you've got afflicting you. Hallelujah. That's not going to jump off on me, but what I've got in me is going to jump off on you and heal you. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. And he said and in, 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 in made the statement, he said, I am willing be cleansed. You know, we never find Jesus saying, I won't. We never find Jesus saying, I'm not willing. Praise God. Matthew chapter 8, just a, a couple of verses down, verse 5. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, well, let me just pray and ask God if it's his will to heal him. And Jesus said to him, I will. Everybody say, I will. I will, I will come and heal him. Hallelujah. Again, we, won't, we never find Jesus saying, I won't. We never find Jesus saying, well, I don't know. It might be God's will. It might not be. And what's, what's even more amazing to me is the scriptures mention numerous times where these are individuals. And it's, it's great to look at the individual cases of healing because we can identify with these individuals. That's why they're written in the scripture. To encourage us and so that we can identify with these people so that we can, we can do what they did and receive our healing. Amen? But many times it, it, the scripture talks about where Jesus ministered to a multitude of people or even plural multitudes and even sometimes great multitudes, plural. So thousands and thousands and thousands of people 
And the Bible tells us that all of them were healed. And there was not even one person in all of those multitudes where Jesus had to say, well, sorry, not for you. For everybody else, but not for you. It says great multitudes came to him and he healed them all. And uh, let's, we'll stay in Matthew chapter 8. Uh, same day, it says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed who? All. all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now, this is Matthew's account of the scripture that we opened up with. Luke 440, uh, it, it, what, what we started with, that Luke is describing what happened here in this same place that, that, that Matthew's, the same event that Matthew is talking about right here. And when evening had come, uh, Luke says, when the sun was setting... And, uh, and we also know from, if we read the previous verses in Luke, it's, it's following up where Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law and he, and he was at Peter's house where the, all this happened. And so we know it to be the same event, okay? And, uh, and so here, uh, uh, in fact, let's go back and read that again in Luke 4, 40, just to, to reaffirm it. It says, when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them, all right? And so Matthew records, going back to Matthew, Matthew records that in doing so, Jesus was fulfilling, at least in part, Isaiah 53, 4, when Matthew says, and back in Matthew 8, 17, he said, Jesus did this, not, not quite ready for the Amplified yet, we'll get there. Let's go back, if you can jump back a couple, Mike, to Matthew 8, 17, in the, there we go. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So, so Matthew is saying when Jesus did this, he was fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah. And Isaiah, of course, in Isaiah 53, which Matthew is quoting, Isaiah is prophesying about the crucifixion, about Jesus dying on the cross. And in his death on the cross, we know that Jesus took the punishment, the judgment that was due to us for our sins, right? He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. Praise God. And, Matthew, and so that's verse 5 of, of Isaiah 53. Verse 4 says that he, he, he took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. Praise God. So Matthew's reminding us here that Jesus, in the same work and the same action of, of dying for... Did, did we believe that Jesus did the job and died for our sins on the cross. Amen. We've put our, we've staked our eternity on that, right? And we know it's true because we've called on him and he's changed our lives and his blood has cleansed us and he's made us new and he's given us his life. We have the witness of the spirit on the inside of us that yes, this is true. Well, in the same, at the same time that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, at the same time, he bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So I want us to look at it in the Amplified. Matthew 8, 17 in the Amplified. Look at what it says here. And thus he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took, look at this now, in order to carry away. He took in order to carry away. What did he take? Our weaknesses and our infirmities. 
and bore away our diseases. When Jesus took our infirmities and he bore our diseases, he he did so in order to take them away from us. And what he did 2,000 years ago is effective today. Jesus, 2,000 years ago, took your sickness, your disease, your infirmity. He took it in order to take it away from you so that you wouldn't have to keep it, so that you wouldn't have to bear it. Amen. 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 Praise God. Brother Hagin wrote in, I think it was, again, today's uh, health food. He talks about that. He says, he says, too many times, he says, people hold on. Too many times people hold on to their sickness, saying, I have this, and this is my, you know. And, it, you know, I know there's a place where you identify the condition in order to, you know, get treatment and, and believe God and all of that. But he says, too many times we hold on to the sickness instead of letting go of it. Because Jesus took it away from us. He took it away from us. Hallelujah. He bore away. Put, that, put, put the Amplified back up there. He bore away our diseases. He took in order to carry away our weaknesses and our infirmities. And the Bible also says that he carried our pains. He carried our pains. He carried our sickness. He carried our disease. He carried our pains as well. I, I noted or, or, or recognized, noticed this um, when I was reading through, again, start, starting to read through the, the Bible again in the New Testament at the beginning of the year, and I got into the uh, Matthew, and Matthew's account of the crucifixion, and I, uh, it really stood out to me. I want to share it with you. Matthew 27 and verse 33, where Jesus is, is uh, uh, on his way to the cross. He's already, he's already been beaten. He's already been scourged, and we know that by stripes... We were healed. When he took that beating and that scourging, he was paying for our healing there. And he's on the way to the cross. Verse 33. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say place of a skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with gall to drink. But when he tasted it, he would not drink. Now, did you ever wonder about the significance of that? And why they did that? They said, well, it's because it was wine and Jesus didn't drink wine. Well, no, it's not because of that. And uh, he, he was accused of being a wine-bibber. <laughs> and uh, so, again, that's, a, that's another message for another day. I'm not, I'm not telling you to go out and drink today, so don't, I'm not t- saying to do that. But it wasn't because of that. It says the sour wine was mingled with gall. Well, if you look it up, gall was a painkiller. It was a painkiller. And when Jesus tasted that and tasted that he could recognize the taste of that gall, he spit it out and he wouldn't drink any more of it. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? I believe and I'm convinced that he did that because he says, no, I'm paying the full price. I don't want the devil to be able to say or hold over anyone, oh, well, Jesus didn't pay for that pain. He took care of it all. He suffered. He could have taken that, he could have taken that, 
that sour wine mingled with gall and it it would have deadened some of the excruciating pain. His flesh was ripped open in that scourging. He was about to have the nails driven through his hands and his feet. And he could have taken that to, to, to alleviate at least some of the pain, but he would not do it. Why? Because he knew that he was fulfilling the Father's plan to bear our pain so we wouldn't have to bear it. So if you've got pain in your body right now, Jesus already took it. Jesus already took it. That pain has to go. That pain can't stay in your body. If you'll let go of it right now, if you'll release it and let go of it right now, it can't stay in your body another moment. Jesus already paid for it. Jesus already bore it. And he bore every last bit of it. He didn't leave anything undone. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants you to live pain free. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And since Jesus did this for all of us, we talked about the multitudes. There was no multitude so great that there was, again, not even one of them that it was not his will to heal. Uh, we, we talked about that, but let's look at just a couple of examples and, and then we'll, we'll wrap this thing up. Matthew twelve fifteen. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there. And great multitudes, plural, not just a multitude, but a great multitude. And not just one, but multitudes, plural. And great multitudes, obviously thousands of people. And great multitudes followed him and he what? Healed them all. He healed them all. Matthew fourteen fourteen. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. This is after the report came to him that John the Baptist had been beheaded by Herod. When Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Hallelujah. What was his motivation for healing their sick? He was moved with compassion. He was moved. Do you think he's not moved with compassion toward you, his sons and his daughters today? Hallelujah. God's love toward us is a healing love. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, Matthew fourteen thirty four. when they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, what happened? They recognized him. They recognized him for who he was. He went to his hometown of Nazareth and they didn't recognize him. They said, ah, that's just the carpenter. He grew up here. Other places he went, we read uh, last week about the healing of the lame man at the pool of Bethesda. They didn't recognize him there. The lame man didn't even know who healed him. He had to go back and find out later that it was Jesus when Jesus found him in the temple. All right. And so, <coughs> but in this place, they recognized him. So why doesn't Jesus heal everybody today? Because in a lot of places, they don't recognize him. They don't recognize him as the healer. They, rec- they uh, a lot of places they recognize him as the savior. Yeah, you call on his name, you'll get to go to heaven one day, and that's as far as they go with it. We have to, we need to recognize him, and we have to recognize him as our healer, in order to reap the benefit and receive the benefit of healing. Yes. Hallelujah! Here in this place, they recognized him, and they set out into all that surrounding region, brought to him all who were sick, and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched it were made perfectly well. A report like this, an incident, an event like this, is surely 
what the woman with the issue of blood heard that somebody brought to her. And she said, you know, if I touch him, I'll be well too. Hallelujah. And she was. Amen. Praise God. As many as touched it, the hem of his garment were made perfectly well. Praise God. So that's the key to recognize that he is the healer. To recognize that he's always willing and ready to heal us. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And again, the only places where he didn't heal all, we said, was like the pool of Bethesda where they didn't recognize him. Or his hometown where they didn't recognize him. But everyone that recognized him and came to him received from him. Hallelujah. Amen. Clint, come on back up if you would. Praise God. John chapter 5 and verse 19. Uh, then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I, this is after the healing of the, of the man at the pool of Bethesda, in fact. Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, whatever the Father does, the Son also does in like manner. When Jesus healed the multitudes, you know why he did it? Because he saw the Father doing it. Hallelujah. When Jesus said to the leper, I will be made whole, be cleansed. When Jesus said to the centurion who asked him to come, when Jesus said, I will come, it's because he heard the Father saying that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In John 6 and verse 38, Jesus said, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Everything that Jesus did was an expression of the will of the Father. Everything he did, it was an expression of God's will. He said, I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And so when we see Jesus healing the multitudes, when we see Jesus healing, when, 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 they, when, the, when they bring to him, uh, when all the people, all those who have any sick, uh, bring them to Jesus and he heals every one of them, what we're seeing is an expression of the will of God, the will of God the Father concerning humanity, concerning the healing of our bodies. Amen. It's His will. It's His will for you to be healed. It's not His will for you to suffer with any sickness, with any disease, with any infirmity in your body. Hallelujah. He wants you well. Praise God. So let's read it again. Luke 4 and verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. He laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Now, Jesus isn't here today in his physical body, but he is here by his spirit. And he is here through the authority of his name. And Jesus made sure we, we know that's true. Jesus, when he, before he went back to heaven, he commissioned his disciples, right? And he said, these signs will follow those who believe. They will lay hands on the sick in my name and they will recover. And we read in Matthew 28 that Jesus told his disciples, he said, I want you to teach them 
to observe everything that I commanded you. And he commanded them to go and lay hands on the sick that they would recover. So we're supposed to pick that up and do that as well today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. So if you're here this morning and you're ready to receive your healing, if you say, you know, I'm done with this. I'm ready to let go of this sickness. I'm ready to let go of this disease. I'm ready to receive my healing. I want to lay hands on you for you to receive your healing. Come up here right now in the name of Jesus. If you're ready to receive your healing, praise God. Praise God. Just begin to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Come right now. If you're ready to, if you're ready to receive your healing, come and receive your healing right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. I remember uh, I, I, Brother Hagin talking about this and, and, and observing him minister this way, that uh, he would ask people in the prayer line, will you be healed now as I lay hands on you? Praise God. So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about what your response is going to be. If your response is, well, maybe, or well, I'll give it a try, or well, I hope so, then you're not in faith yet. But if your response is, lay your hands on me and I will receive my healing. Praise God. Because that's what the Bible says. They'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Hallelujah. It's a matter of, well, if I could have just been there when Jesus, if Jesus could have laid hands on me. Jesus touched a lot of people and a lot of people touched Jesus and they didn't get anything. A case in point, we talked about this. The woman with the issue of blood, remember her situation? She came and touched Jesus, right? Touched the hem of his garment, right? Okay. But, but, and, and when she did, the Bible says that Jesus sensed and felt power going out of him. And he turned around and he said, who touched me? And his disciples said, duh, you know, the multitude is thronging you. There've been about a hundred people touching you and jostling you. So it wasn't, it wasn't the physical touch of being in the presence of Jesus. It was something else. You know what that was? It was faith. It was faith. She believed. So turn your, turn your faith on right now. And believe and expect that the moment I lay hands on you, the healing power of God, whether you feel anything or not, believe and expect that the healing power of God goes to work in your body. And in that moment that I lay hands on you, turn loose of that sickness Say, no, Jesus, you bore it already. I don't have to have it anymore. I turn it loose. Let this be your point where you, when I lay hands on you, let it be the moment and the point where you release your faith. Here it says Jesus laid his hands on those people in in Luke chapter 4. Other places it says they came and touched him. In either case, the touch was was the point where they released their faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we're just, we're just going to thank God for your healing because we laid hands on you two Sundays ago and that power started working. Hallelujah. And so, Father, we thank you. Aha, uh-huh, yeah, there's the anointing. I thank you, Lord, for your power that's at work in Thomas's body, affecting a complete healing and a complete restoration in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.